Who has the power to end homelessness in Los Angeles? You do, by voting for Measure ULA on the November ballot. We'll discuss five ways ULA will help end homelessness on this week's edition of What's Next Los Angeles. everybody, and welcome to another edition of What's Next Los Angeles, a podcast looking at the issues and the people shaping Los Angeles. I'm Mike Bonin. Thank you for joining me. Without question, the homelessness crisis is the top issue on the minds of L.A. voters. This crisis and how we respond to it is shaping the race for mayor, for city council, for county supervisor, for city attorney, and even for city controller. But there is something else on the ballot that is even more crucial to our battle to end homelessness, more crucial than any of those offices. It is the United to House L.A. ballot measure. When you get your voting materials, it's going to be listed as Measure ULA. Now, why is this so important? Well, it's crucial because it will pay for a range of smart solutions to homelessness, and it will pay for programs to prevent homelessness. And it will do so by placing a small one-time tax on luxury real estate sales, sales of properties over $5 million. The campaign slogan is Measure ULA is a tiny tax on mega mansions, and their tagline is, you won't pay and everyone benefits. Its passage will drastically increase the ability of the next generation of local officials to adequately address this crisis. Now, I am clearly in favor of Measure ULA, and so today we will discuss five ways ULA will help end homelessness. I'm glad to be joined today by two people who are working hard to win passage of ULA. Laura Raymond is co-chair of the ULA campaign and is director of ACT LA, a coalition of 42 organizations working for housing and transit justice in LA County. Maria Patino Gutierrez is Director of Policy and Research, Equitable Development for SAGE, which is the Strategic Actions for a Just Economy, an organization that's fighting for economic justice in Los Angeles, focused on tenant rights, healthy housing, and equitable development. Laura and Maria, thank you for joining me this week on What's Next Los Angeles. Glad to be here. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, tell me what United to, to House LA is. What is ULA? What's sort of your elevator pitch? Sure. Well, we all know that L.A. is in the midst of the worst homelessness and housing crisis in the country, right? Uh, People think New York and San Francisco are more expensive, but when you factor in wages and L.A.'s vast working class and high levels of poverty, we actually have the most unaffordable city in the country, Uh, more cost burden renters than any other American city. And among senior renters, 65% are cost burdened. And so all the housing and homelessness organizations have come together to put Measure ULA on the ballot for this November. Um, And it's a one-time real estate transfer tax on properties over $5 million. So that means millionaires and billionaires are going to pay for addressing this massive crisis that we have in the city. And we can talk today about all the, the various strategies within the measure um, that are going to address the crisis at scale. So let's get right into it. The, the, the five ways that Measure ULA will help end homelessness in Los Angeles. The first one, the top line one, is it helps move people off the streets and into homes. Yes. So we know that homes are the solution to addressing homelessness. So yes, this is a top priority of the campaign is moving people into homes quickly. We know that it's homes that solve homelessness, right? We, we have invested 
um, in a lot of temporary solutions lately, um, you know, uh, temporary housing for folks. And there's not that that's important. I'm not saying it's not. Um, but we know that permanent housing is a huge need in the city. and We haven't adequately invested in this. Um, and so you measure ULA has funding to quickly get people off the streets by buying existing buildings, um, such as hotels and motels, and, and providing an option for people to quickly move off the street. This won't be, um, you know, it, this won't require new construction. And so this, this strategy is actually um, much quicker than some of the other important strategies um, in, the, in the policy. One of the things I love about ULA is that it has multiple strategies. LA has this history of putting its, its eggs all in one basket, uh, which doesn't address the complexity of our housing and our homelessness crisis. And I've always said that it was almost like we had these religious wars in, in homelessness and housing in LA where people were as invested in tearing down another solution as they were in promoting their own. And I love this because it's ecumenical. There's a whole bunch of, uh, of different things in here. Um, and one of the key things is that, that uh, which I list as my number two, is that it works to prevent homelessness. Maria? Yes. Yeah, so one of the um, first things that uh, we want to prioritize as well is that the mansion sales tax is going to be raising money for seniors to keep their homes. And as Laura mentioned, seniors over 55 are the, are the fastest growing homeless population. And the Measure ULA is going to provide rent support to extremely low income seniors who are in danger of losing their homes. And we know that this is very important because SAGE, for example, we actually supported people with the ERAP application, the emergency rental assistance application. And we had a lot of seniors come to our office to get support in applying. So we understand that seniors are very vulnerable and they're in need of this extra income. And in addition, we have seen seniors coming to our tenant clinic, which we have at our office, um, who are just concerned about the rising cost um, of rent and not being able to stay in their home. And it also would help fund uh, legal assistance for people who are facing eviction, right? Yes. So there's a temporary solution right now due to uh, federal funding that was received. And it established a program called Stay House Delay, which Sage is a contractor. We work, um, uh, we created this program with many community organizations, and it's been a very successful program. However, it's a temporary solution. We are working as a coalition to establish a right to counsel. And these are long-term solutions that we really do believe are going to support tenants in staying housed. Um, hence the name. And unfortunately, right now, Stay House Delay has, um, has limited capacity and even with funding or the funding source. So we want to make a permanent solution for these types of programs like Stay House Delay. And, and this is so important. I think one of the things that, that, that people tend to forget is that two thirds of the residents of Los Angeles are renters and that we have one of the highest percentages of, of cost burden tenants in the country. People are one paycheck or one rent hike away from homelessness. And, and, and this will do a lot to address that, which is really exciting. Um, n- number three, for, for me, preserves existing affordable housing. One of the things I always hear uh, in my district and really around the city is, yeah, we're, we're glad you're building and providing new affordable housing, but what can we do to preserve the existing affordable housing. Laura, how does uh, uh, ULA address that? Yeah, it addresses it in a couple of different ways. So in ter- when we're talking about preserving ex- existing affordable housing, we're talking about both covenant- covenanted affordable housing as well as naturally occurring affordable housing if you're in a rent-controlled building, for example. Um, and ULA will enable us to both buy buildings that have expiring covenants 
So if a, if a building is at risk of actually losing its affordability because it's on a, say, 55-year covenant, we can buy that building and, and keep it affordable for those tenants forever. Um, we can also enable tenants to buy their own buildings. I mean, that's what's one of the really exciting things about ULA is there's so, there's so many innovative strategies within it. Um, so we actually have dollars in here to support tenants to actually form their own co-ops, form their own land trusts. Um, we also have dollars in here for, for existing land trusts, right? So that they can go out and proactively uh, work with tenants and buildings to, to bring them into their land trust model. Um, and, you know, this is, this is really, really important because we have at this moment so many corporations buying up our housing stock and their goal, right? A corporation's goal is to maximize profits and that means as high rent as possible. But what if instead we had a source of money for, for tenants to buy those buildings and, and keep them affordable forever, right? Um, and so we haven't had this opportunity in LA before. So that's where we're, one of the many reasons we're super, super excited about Measure ULA. Having money for people to buy homes for the purpose of living in them instead of corporations buying them for the purpose of investing in them is is huge. And you mentioned the buying out the, the, the covenants. There are, I don't think people understand how many properties are at risk of expiring covenants. So many have already expired. Most of them have you know these 55-year leases and Late 60s and early 70s is when a lot of this stuff came online. And we've got thousands, if not tens of thousands of units that could be lost. Uh, and this will help prevent that, which is phenomenal. Um, uh, number four, it also provides new affordable housing. So we're, we're quickly purchasing uh, hotels and, and motels. We're, we're preserving the stuff that uh, uh, is already existing. But then uh, it'll also help pay for construction of, of, of new affordable housing as well, right? Yes, absolutely. So we have um, hundreds of millions of dollars actually in here for, for new affordable housing. And that can take, again, we have multiple strategies for this. Um, we're not just putting all our eggs in one basket. We're, we're really excited at Act LA that this money will provide new creative models for affordable housing at scale. So we're actually going to create a program for permanently affordable housing. Um, where the dollars can only be spent. There is not a time-limited covenant. And um, that is actually going to provide um, 20% extremely low-income units in every building. So we are really excited because Measure ULA, again, it's got multiple strategies for building new affordable housing. Um, we have uh, hundreds of millions of dollars actually in here for, for a new type of affordable housing, which will be permanent and have a degree of tenant management in the building. Um, and we're working as a coalition right now as ACT LA to, to, to work with all the different um, tenant groups and housing groups on designing kind of like, okay, um, let's put, let's, let's think about new innovative ways to, to build affordable housing the other thing that's really important is, is we're, we're providing a permanent revenue source, a local revenue source that, that we control um, for affordable housing in the city of L.A. Right now, we, we have, it's been very touch and go, um, the amount of affordable housing revenue that our nonprofit affordable housing um, uh, organizations have to access to, to build affordable housing. And this is going to create a local permanent fund to provide more, more certainty um, and that we can actually strategically plan um, for um, the affordable housing that we need in LA. So, so um, 
Yeah, we're we're very excited. We think that this is going to be a game changer for for access, right? Access to the the type of um, affordable units that so many people need. And and number five, Maria, is something you, you touched on a little bit earlier, but I really, really want to underscore this because it's so such an important and crucial aspect of ULA. N- number five is that ULA provides funds that will protect the most at-risk populations. Right. Oh, right. As we mentioned, um, we're definitely uh, trying to support seniors, um, tenants, uh, folks with disabilities. And a lot of the ways that we want to do that, as we mentioned, is housing them, providing housing, but also providing the information and the resources, disseminating the information for folks to understand their rights. And that's why um, this type of fund is important because um, the, a policy can exist, but we need to we need it to be enforced. So this is a way, for example, that we would be able to do this. And we already do do this. For example, we have our tenant clinic and like I mentioned through the Statehouse LA program, but being able to have access to more um, resources and funding, we would be able to um, contract with more attorneys um, who are right now are actually, you know, they're doing a lot of work (laughs) with everything that's happening right now. Right. So really implementing the policies um, and just really talking to community members more. And, uh, let me ask some follow-up questions now. Let me just sort of get down to sort of breaking this down uh, by the, the numbers. How much money uh, do we anticipate ULA would raise every year? So based on last year's sales, uh, last year we would have raised $923 million oh. for, for housing and homelessness if we had had Measure ULA in place. Uh, and that's important to note because LA's expenditures for affordable housing is minuscule compared to other big cities around the country. Uh, and now, who actually pays for this? Every time p- people see a, a, a revenue thing on the ballot, they're afraid it's going to hit their pocketbook or their wallet. Who pays? The bottom line is that the ultra-rich pay. Um, normal people, your average uh, person in L.A. will not pay. Um, and the, one of the examples that we provide is that the U.S. Bank Tower, notorious in L.A., right, was last sold in September in 2020 for a price of $430 million dollars. If this sale would have occurred after the passage of ULA, it would have generated $23,650,000 um, um, just for that for that building um, sale. And then also there's this article about this mansion in Bel Air that is currently listed right now for $150 million. And the owner actually bought it two years ago for $60 million, And now they're selling it for over double the amount. So... These are the types, um, this is where the money is going to be coming from, from these mansion sales, which is why we're calling it the mansion tax. And this is properties uh, selling for over $5 million, right? Properties over $5 million pay a certain percentage, uh, 4%, and then properties over $10 million pay 5%. And and I think I read on your website, that means that 97% of the property sales in LA County uh, aren't part of this. It's just the, the, the 3% highest value. Is that correct? Right. Only 3% of sales would qualify um, based on our um, our numbers. You, you, you mentioned the bank tower, but I've also seen some fun stuff on your, your social media, your Instagram, uh, looking at some of the, the celebrity mansions that have sold in the past couple of years and, and how that would help with the revenue. Right. There's an example of Kat Von D, for example, uh, selling her cheaper by the dozen mansion, as it's called. Um, I can't recall the number right now, but yes, it, it sold for a, a, a incremental amount, a huge amount. And that amount would have definitely supported um, these types of uh, programs and opportunities. 
And how many homes do we think would actually be created as a result of Measure ULA? The estimation right now, um, just for the affordable housing program, is twenty six thousand. Um, but but you know, there's there's other buckets for like I was talking about the community land trust, um, as well as just the the keeping people in their homes. Um, and I believe, based on um, the numbers that we calculated um, of last year's sales, that's four hundred and seventy five thousand people would be touched by a uh, program supported by Measure ULA. That, that, that's, that's incredible. 26,000 homes. You, you, you got to assume that there's family members in each home. So that's got to be 65, 70,000 people right there. And then with all the, the renter assistance you're providing and, and all the, those other benefits, getting up to 475,000, that is just, that's tremendous. That's helping families stay together. That's, that's shortening commutes. It's creating strong neighborhoods. It's just, it pays so many, so many dividends. Yeah, and I wanted to clarify that 26,000 homes is over 10 years. But again, like Measure ULA will be in place for, for, for per- permanently unless voters decide to rescind it. And so um, we're talking about like generations of investment, right? Um, and then for the renter stat, I mentioned 475,000. That's every single year. That, that's incredible. That, that is incredible. And th- it's really significant that this is really the first time Los Angeles has had an ongoing revenue stream for affordable housing. We've had some one-time things, but this is ongoing, dependable, reliable. Uh, you know, you can actually construct programs around it that have lasting impact. Um, uh, and uh, construction jobs too, I imagine. Yes, absolutely. I, I really want to underscore that these will be um, construction jobs that are union, that um, are going to be supporting careers um, and uh, will be well. There will also be a lot of workforce development tied to this initiative, so um, folks from the communities can be working on the actual projects. So, tell me, who came up with the the, the Measure ULA proposal? Measure ULA was conceived of and written by housing and homelessness experts. So it was organizations that have been working on these issues for many years, identifying solutions that have been proven effective, but we just have not invested in, right? So for example, Maria mentioned the right to counsel program. New York City has the right to counsel and they've invested in it and they've seen a significant drop in evictions um, related to that program. Um, and so we, you know, we, we are looking at solutions from around the country as well as um, things that we've seeded here in Los Angeles, like the community land trust model, um, like buying buildings and converting them into housing immediately um, and said, you know, we really need to invest, invest at scale in these solutions. And so all these groups came together, wrote it. We, we had a huge volunteer effort getting this onto the ballot. Um, and we're, we're really the groups that are leading the campaign. That's, that's fantastic. The question I got to ask, because this is what a lot of voters ask anytime you have a revenue stream, what is the, the, the financial oversight? How do we make sure that this money is actually managed wisely? So it's actually written into the policy and um, there is a requirement for the city to hire an inspector general to be able to figure out where the funding is going to. And we also have it in there that there's going to be a committee appointed of community members, residents of L.A., who are going to be participating and figuring out how the money is going to be spent. 
And so this is the, the oversight is built into this. It's not something that needs to be tacked on later. It's part and parcel of, of, of what is before the voters. Right. We want to make sure that there's transparency around um, this policy and where the funding is going to. One of the things that um, as we've been talking to voters and we've been mentioning this, um, folks are very open to that idea and understanding that commu- community members are going to be able to know where the money is going to. So who supports this and who opposes this? So we have a coalition of over 200 organizations supporting this. We've got everyone from the L.A. County Democratic Party to um, PATH, people assisting the homeless, um, to, you know, all the housing groups that I've ever met in the city of L.A., and as well as our um, labor movement, right, the L.A. Federation of Labor, L.A. County Federation of Labor, um, Unite Here Local 11, FCIU 2015. Um, we have, we've got a really strong community labor alliance behind this. Who opposes this is, is the real estate uh, industry, right? Um, so we've got um, folks that are making millions and millions of dollars off our housing crisis that want to maintain the status quo, and they're opposing us. And is there anything else about ULA that you would like uh, voters and listeners to know? You can join us. You can join my family as we're going canvassing. Um, we have, you can follow us on social media to find out about it. So folks can really see that it really is community members and folks who work with tenants. Our tenants that we work with who are, are going out to get out the vote. And how could people get involved? Is there a website or where do you want them to to plug in. Yes, our website is unitedhousela.com and we've got um, a volunteer page where people can sign up. We're doing fundraising every Tuesday and Thursday. We've got canvassing many days a week, but um, definitely every Saturday. Um, and folks can sign up. We've got them all around the city, so you can sign up to the closest one near you. Um, and we've got, you know, a lot of great energy. Last night, um, on a Tuesday night, we had 42 volunteers following voters. Um, so we've got a, a lot of momentum, um, to, but we need everybody to kind of join us and, and get this over the finish line. Because as you as you um, asked, we do have an opposition and it's very, um, you know, it's very interested in maintaining the status quo. So we're going to need to collectivize all our power throughout the city. Um, everybody that, that really cares about this issue um, should be getting involved now. We've got a lot of work to do <laughs> before November 8th. And how can people follow you or the organizations that you represent? You can follow Act LA at... Um, all for transit on Twitter. And we also have an Instagram page. Um, you can sign up. We've got our website act-la.org and you can sign up for our newsletters there as well. Maria, how about for Sage? Yes, for Sage, you can follow us on Instagram, sage underscore South LA or our, web, our website, sage.net, where we're always posting blogs, talking about current issues. Um, feel free to contact us there. All right. Great. Well, people should definitely follow Sage and they should follow Act LA and they should get involved uh, with ULA. Uh, We really need to pass this in order to end homelessness and deal with the longstanding affordable housing crisis in Los Angeles. So that's it for this edition of What's Next Los Angeles. I am Mike Bonin. I want to thank both of my guests for joining me today. Uh, And I also want to thank my incredible sound engineer and editor, Brian Holmes, for his work on this program. Uh, A quick disclaimer, uh, there are no public funds that are used to produce or promote or distribute uh, this podcast. This is something I do entirely on my own for fun uh, and for free. Uh, And before I go, I also want to give a shout out to my eight and a half year old son, Jacob, who has insisted that I mention him on the podcast. So, hey, Jacob, 
Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, so again, that's it for this edition of What's Next Los Angeles. If you'd like to share with me ideas on guests or topics, please email me at whatsnextlosangeles at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter. Until next time, peace and take good care. 